Hey guys, Remington and Jared here, live from Hilo High School Broadcast Media Class. Where this is actually our first ever podcast, and we'll actually be talking about Sony mirrorless cameras. So, mainly we're going to be talking about the two new releases of Sony cameras. The Sony A7R Mark III and the A7 Mark III. So, Remington, what would you say is like your first thoughts on these cameras? Well, I feel what Sony's trying to do is really good. They have their um, professional level camera in this A7R Mark III. It gives you everything you need, a 42 megapixel camera, um, 4K recording, uh, a bunch of different lenses they're going to come out with too. And for their like enthusiasts, the A7 Mark III is like the same camera, but on a cheaper price range. Mm. See, I've always been interested in Sony mirrorless cameras ever since actually purchasing my first Nikon camera, which was a Nikon G7100. Uh, that was about four years ago to this date. The only thing that really surprised me is how um, it's actually mirrorless technology. I just couldn't really grasp the concept. So do you actually know how this mirrorless technology actually works in, rather than normal everyday DSLRs? Um. Not to the full extent. I know that instead of the mirror, there's a flat sensor that captures the image for you. That's cool. The thing I was also looking at, some of the specs of the Sony a7R III, is that we actually see that it has a weather-sealed body. Uh, so basically, you're photographing in Hawaii, somewhere tropical, you're going to have a lot of heat, humidity, and moisture. And I basically feel that you know that's an important thing in having any camera. Um, most bodies are weather sealed, however, um, the reason why I personally tend to shoot with Nikon is tend to be, um, they're like a, what people call as a tank, they can handle a lot of um, damage. And I've also heard that the Sony mirrorless cameras, um, they can also handle or they can also withstand uh, saltness from the water and can also um, withstand basic rainfall. And so I also felt that was a good component. Yeah. Um from the Sony A7 line, the, all of their cameras have been weather sealed. Which I think is good too. I mean, um, I've, I was actually interested in purchasing a A6000 around two to three years ago, but um, ultimately it came down to Nikon just because you know of the lens and all the investing. And so basically I think the only thing um, that I'm curious about is what kind of lenses are Sony actually offering for their bodies? Sony themselves offer maybe about 80 lenses. It's not the greatest selection and they're really pricey, but if you're willing to go into third-party brands, there's a lot of um, options. Like Sigma right now is about the same time the A7 Mark III is gonna be released, is releasing their Sigma Art Series Primes for the Sony full-frame cameras. So once that comes out, there will be a lot more lenses at a more reasonable price than what Sony is offering. And I think that's pretty good too because um, you know there's always that myth of well third-party lenses are not going to give you good great quality. And honestly, you know I think that's really a wrong concept because basically I mean they say your photo will always be as good as your glass. I mean you could have you know yeah. a mediocre camera body, however. It really depends on that lens and that actual optical quality that you can get. And so I find that that's pretty interesting. Um, 
you know, I always thought of Sony as like a new and upcoming brand when it came to cameras. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as most people are just familiar with the Nikon and Canon rivalry, I really see that actually Sony is pushing into the photography world. Yeah, I feel that Sony is going to be a camera company to stick around for a long time. At the moment, I feel they're actually surpassing Canon and Nikon with their technology because they're giving you so much in such a small body and at a good price range. Like, everything that the Sony a7 Mark III offers is good. Like, they're, it's in, it's, uh, has an in-body stabilization. It has 42 megapixels. Interesting. Um, 425 focus points. Wow. Um, 10 FPS shooting. See, the thing I really like about Sony, too, is that a lot of people say, well, megapixel density doesn't really matter. However, you know, I've seen these cameras push 42 megapixels. Um, this is what the A7R Mark III um, and the ISO. The, the thing that I really saw um, throughout my fellow peers um, through, their, through their images with the Sony, with the Sony uh, A7 series is that their ISO range and dynamic range is so great. It really surpasses um, those of a Canon or a Nikon body, and I really found that interesting. Yeah, I, I really agree with you. Like, Sony is creating something with their sensors that is giving such good image quality that it's surpassing everyone. Yeah, I found that very interesting, um, especially, you know, when you're basically photographing in heavy light pollution and you're going to be needing, you know, varying ISOs, or if you're in a really dark place, you're going to need, you know, a greater ISO to capture more light. Um, you know, ISOs can need, and with the Sony A7R Mark III, they can actually range to um, 32,000 ISO on a normal basis, but can even expand to even above 100,000 ISO. And I thought that was really, that's really cool, honestly, because my Nikon camera only allows me to go up to about 12,000 ISO. And even at that range, um, the pixels are essentially um, unreadable with the noise. Yeah. Sony, uh, Sony sensors are allowing a lot of Sony sensors are allowing a lot of nighttime photography. Like, if we go back to their first ever, like, push towards nighttime photography and giving you great quality at high ISOs, the Sony A7S is a great series for that. It, even though it's mainly a video camera, the ISO would shoot up to, like, 500,000, and even at, like, 100,000 ISO, you're getting pretty decent quality shots mm. yes um even that or with um you know i i've seen um fellow peers that i have shot with recently they've been shooting stuff such as seascapes and we know that most people either resort to um photoshopping with luminosity mask which is you know um a very intricate process of actually combining multiple exposures but i find that with the sony bodies um, you know, most cameras have a very great dynamic range in today's day and age. These cameras have come a long way. However, whenever I look at this, I, I can literally pick out images with a Sony picture and their dynamic range. It's just great. Um, so I actually have a friend in Australia who's actually using the Sony a7R Mark III. And he basically, sh um, you know, had a shot that was exposed for the sky. So it was, you couldn't see anything in the foreground. It was like a silhouette. However, all he did in, you know, basic photo editing like Lightroom, he actually brought out a lot of those shadows. And it didn't look washed out, and I just I thought that was um, pretty effective um, compared to today's most most of today's bodies. Yeah, so let's um, compare it to the the A7R Mark III to the Canon 5D Mark IV. 
Interesting. If, if you look at all their specs, the Sony has more advantages. Um, the Sony has built-in image stabilization over the, the Canon, has an articulating screen, 42 megapixels. Yeah, so I see a lot of, um, there are a lot of advantages here. So the actual body of the Sony a7R III, um, it, it, it can get a bit heavier. However, it is actually around 200 grams lighter than the, than the original five, um, Canon 5D Mark V, Mark IV, apologies. And then I actually find, you know, that 10 frames per second of continuous shooting. So what, if you're a wildlife shooter, an avid wildlife shooter, you're going to need those frames per second, um, whether you're going to go into crop mode and get more. Basically, the, A7, the A7R Mark III actually dominates in that sense. Yeah, and the A7 Mark III, the buffer rate on it is really good, even in with raw photos as well. Yeah, you know, that, that is another thing that I, I'm pretty sure most photographers can find irritating is um, whether you're shooting seascapes or again, you're shooting wildlife, and you're gonna have like this continuous lag that's on top of your camera, and you know, you basically, you're missing out on the moment and mm -hmm. you're gonna want every second to be with you. Yeah. Also, like, if you look at the price range, the Sony A7R Mark III, oh, <laughs> the, the Sony A7R III offers more at about $100 cheaper than the 5D Mark IV. Yes, I also, um, I find that very interesting. Usually I see that a lot of Canon bodies, um, you know, are actually more expensive. Yes, the Sony, I mean, the Sony A7R Mark III is actually, you know, it, it's around $3,200 mm -hmm. um, USD. Well, the Canon can actually reach 3300 USD. However, when we're actually looking at an overall rating on um, camera decision, they actually found that its overall rating is actually more than 10 points actually above the 5D Mark IV, which is a overall of 99 to 88. Yeah, it's crazy what Sony is doing with their cameras compared to Canon. I feel Canon has the technology to release something as good as these cameras, but they're just not doing it yeah see I, i've always yeah, i found that very interesting too um you know i see nikon really stepping their game up mm -hmm. actually and a closer comparison than the 5d mark IV to the a7r um, 3 is actually the nikon d850 so that has an overall rating of 97 um however the size of most nikon bodies and this one um, doesn't have any exception is that it's really big and bulky mm -hmm. for a lot of full frame cameras a lot of big thing i really like about sony is that it's compact and it's sensor it really packs on um, great quality. Yeah, for such a small body, it creates a pretty good, a really good images. Definitely. Um, so even with so the A fifty actually surpasses the A seven R in megapixel density with forty six to forty two. However, it has around seven frames per second of shooting, which is mm -hmm. a, you know a con it's considerably a slower rate than ten frames per second. Yeah, and. Um, one thing that you're going to get always is a bigger body is a bigger battery. Mm -hmm. So Canon's cuz uh, Sony's sorry because of their compactness their battery isn't the biggest but they're trying to fix that in the Sony A7 Mark III. They give you 650 shots instead of the 300 that was with the Sony A7R Mark II. So but if you're still comparing it to a DSLR you're getting nowhere near the same amount of battery life. Yes, I definitely found that uh, very interesting because, you know, um, 650 shots is, I would consider, a very great battery life. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's basically over, 
you know a normal 32 gigabyte SD card so that's pretty well you know but I know it, it probably won't be a problem for Sony you know improving their batteries um, Lion batteries have come a long way the other thing I found very interesting is that um, the Nikon D850 on a single battery can actually last um, around 1800 shots so yeah that's very interesting crazy. it's like almost three times more than the Sony camera battery life and I've actually seen that the dynamic range statistically um, is has a 14.8 rating on the D850, which is um, about a tenth higher than the actual A7R Mark III. However, when I've actually looked at images that actually come straight out of the camera, it just seems like there is a more, I would like to say, uh, not in a biased way, but there's a cleaner look on Sony's part. Yeah, I, I agree with you there, in that part, Jared. Definitely. Um, the only other thing too is that so this like i said the sony a7r mark iii is you know it, it's a lightweight camera it's around six it's exactly 657 grams however we have the nikon d850 which is what some people would call a tank is it's over 1000 grams so mm -hmm. and if we look at the number of focus points the sony blows away like every single cam camera in its level the Sony has 425, and the Nikon D850 only has 153. Yes, I found that very interesting. Um, but, you know, honestly, with the 425 focus points, um, do you think it would actually help with, like, um, continuous sports shootings? Um, I feel it would. Like, because with the Sony A7 Mark III, the focus points are spread out throughout the entire sensor. So you should be able to catch pretty much everything at your 10 FES. Definitely. I think the only thing, um, you know, I would definitely, if I had the opportunity to shoot with an A7R Mark III, I definitely would. The only thing I think is actually holding me back is that I don't have, you know, I, I've invested so much in the Nikon brand mm -hmm. and that it, it would just be a process to turn it over. But, you know, that's definitely not to say that, you know, before I used to be uh, against Sony because I was always like, you know, um, I, I don't know if I can trust this brand, however, you know, I've had, I've had fellow photographers actually do it and it's actually allowing me to gain momentum towards this brand. So I definitely couldn't say in the future, I probably, I probably would have my hands on, on a Sony camera. Yeah. I shoot Nikon myself, but um, soon I'm going to be switching to the Sony A7 Mark III. So let's talk about that. Definitely. So I would say, you know... Once a Nikon, once a Nikonian, always a Nikonian, but, you know, I definitely say that, you know, you know, they say the camera is only good for photographer, however, when it comes to the Sony um, A7R Mark III, you know, with all of these advantages that we're seeing that it's, you know, it's over Nikon, it's over Canon, um, it, it's, it's, it's literally the superior camera in most cases, I mean, yeah. You know, battery life is not really wouldn't be an issue if you have two batteries. You're gonna be lasting a very long time out in the in the field, but you know you have dynamic range, you have ISO, you have um, you know your focus points definitely, and and even the price range as well. It makes it basically a great choice for a camera. Yeah. How about we compare the Sony A7 Mark III to the 5D, or not 5D, sorry. Canon 1DX just to see it. Interesting, yeah. The, so that it can the Canon 1DX is actually a very good camera. What mark of the 1DX do you think would be um, the the Mark II? The, the Mark II. Yeah, Mark II is crazy. 
thing about I've always noticed about the Canon One DX Mark II is that it actually has a built-in battery pack, so it, mm -hmm. it definitely gives it that bigger body. Um, so it does have around a mere twenty parts per million compared to you know forty-two parts per million the A7R. However, I think um, the only thing that's that would be superior in this case about the One DX Mark II is that it has a slightly bigger sensor on the width. So it's about um, so basically we have about a, basically in this sense a small a tenth of a millimeter bigger than the A7R3. So the sensor mm -hmm. would be slightly bigger. Yeah. So the Canon One DX Mark II, if you guys don't already know, is Canon's professional line, top of the line camera that you can get. It's about six thousand dollars. Okay. So remember that compared to the thirty-two hundred dollar price point of the A7R Mark III. And this is also not to exclude the fact that a lot of Canon lenses can even range um, in prices higher than six thousand dollars. You know, yeah. depending on what glass you're gonna get. So, you know. It, it's, it's really an investment um, in the Canon brand, especially when you're getting to the professional line of this camera. Mm -hmm. So if we look here at camera decision, there's 14 advantages over the Canon 1DX Mark II. The Sony Alpha continues to outshine the competition here with comparing to the 1DX, 14.7, stops of dynamic range compared to 13.5, megapixel count 42 versus 20, autofocus points 425 versus 61. Um, yeah, definitely, I you know, th th that focus point again, it's, it's just, it is dominating. I mean, there, there's no other way to put it. It's that, you know, and this camera with the Sony, they also have a lot of, um you know, smart features um, you know similar to bluetooth and even one that you can connect to a smartphone like an iphone um and definitely it supports you know um uhs memory cards which which is basically you know a memory card that can write at um ultra high speeds mm -hmm. so if we look here at this the canon 1dx mark ii really has nothing over the Sony A7 Mark III, besides maybe, oh, here, the, the 1DX Mark II shoots at 16 FPS compared to 10 of the A7R Mark III, but if you really need that FPS, go for the Sony A9, but that's a different story. Yeah, that is a di definitely <laughs> a different beast, um, and I will say, uh, you know, I know, so, I know a lot of people who actually are, you know, Friends, they sh they shoot for the Merry Monarch, um, which is you know a local festival that we have that showcases the traditional and uh, modern day hula, and we actually find that I, I see a lot of people using the One DX line, mm -hmm. and this is basically you know um, a lot of not really you know definitely not for the focus points. I mean, as it's yeah. not dominating, but it's more for that frames per second. Um, quality is alright, and definitely the battery life. Um, yeah. But like I said, I don't think Sony will have a problem in the future increasing their battery life. Yeah. Um, how will we talk about the more enthusiast level um, comparisons? So we'll go the Sony A7 Mark III versus the Canon 60 Mark II. Definitely, that sounds like an interesting plan. Um, if we look here, the Canon 60 Mark II has 26 megapixels compared to the Sony's 
A7 III 24, but that's all it really has over the A7 Mark III, I mean, yeah, A7 Mark III that involves shooting. Like, we know definitely bigger body, bigger battery, more shots. Mm -hmm. um, um, yeah, definitely. So, basically, we're seeing that the only it, it's very um, small specs that the Canon actually has over the Sony body here. You know, things again like battery life, um, you know, autofocus, um, and really time lapse recording. So, but you know, time lapse recording can actually be done in post processing. So, yeah, that's that's a different issue. We actually see that there are actually more advantages of, of um, the A7 Mark III over the Canon 60 Mark II. Again, things like weight, but in this time we also see that color depth is actually increasing and the dynamic range um, essentially exceeds it by almost um, three points here. Mm -hmm. um, also, the ISO blo blows away. There's 51,000 on the Sony A7 Mark III and 40,000 on the 60 Mark II. Mm -hmm. Um, definitely, you know, whenever you're going to be shooting, um, so I like to shoot a lot of things, you know, landscape related. So focus points um, definitely could play a big role here. You know, if, you, if you're going to do focus stacking, you know, to get the correct focusing um, or anything from dynamic range. I'd say basically the, the, the features of cameras that would, the feature of, the, of a camera body that would actually make me pull in that direction would definitely be dynamic range. Um, not really batteries, you know, those are external components that you can carry. Um, but definitely like ISO, you know, light sensitivity. Mm -hmm. I, I also like to shoot a lot of Milky Ways, um, you know, as Milky Way season has rolled in um, for the past two months already. You know, there's a lot of things in nature that it's unpredictable. However, I find that, you know, with the Sony bodies as well as some Nikon bodies and Canon as well, and also other brands, you know, there, there is just a lot of features that are superior in certain bodies that, you know, would really make me and I'm sure make other photographers want to go towards that brand. Mm -hmm. I agree there. And the Sony A7 Mark III actually blows away. Like, it's crazy but the amount of number of focus points that the A7 III has over the 60 Mark II. The A7 III has 693, and the 60 Mark II only has 45. Definitely. Um, you know, really the focus point, I... It's like, you know, I'm used to around, you know, 20 to 30 focus points. So actually seeing, you know, maybe 50 focus points at most, but to see 425 focus points, I mean, the technology that is put towards these bodies is incredible. You know, they're basically, they, they almost have an eye of our own, um, similar to our retinas. Um, we can also look at some common strengths that we actually have here between um, the Canon and the Sony bodies. So we actually see that, you know, they both support raw files. Mm -hmm. And basically that's a very important one as, you know, most photographers know that you should shoot raw. Yeah. That's gonna help you in post-production, create better pictures. Um, Definitely that. And I also see that they're also um, both weather sealed so they can shoot in tough conditions. Mm -hmm. So again, you know, I've actually had my camera covered in, um, you know, seawater from a wave that actually came over the, the walls. So basically that environment of sealing it is actually very helpful. You know, whether, or even if you're shooting a wedding and it starts to rain, but, you know, you really don't want to miss that moment. You're actually going to be, you know, wanting to have that extra protection there 
you know, I mean, you're investing so much into his body, you want to make sure that you have it. Yeah, um, recently with the Canon, uh, camera lineups in general, all of them are coming out with that um, environmental ceiling, which is really good that all camera companies are doing that now. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, because there is a wide range of photography. I've, I've seen forms of abstract landscapes, um, you know, portrait photography. Um, and definitely, you never know when you're going to have an unpredictable element, you know, actually affect your camera body. And I, I definitely feel that, you know, all, um, all the brands are moving in the right direction in that sense. Mm -hmm. um, both these cameras are about the same price, about $2,000. And one thing that this Sony, this enthusiast camera offers that the Canon and Nikon lineups don't offer, it's two storage or SD card slots. Like, that is such a big deal when you're shooting events for your customers or your clients. Um, you don't want to lose any of your footage or pictures. So especially if you're trying to shoot weddings, but you don't want to spend three grand, four grand on a very good body, this A7 Mark III, Mark III is going to do you pretty well, is really well, actually. It shoots at 4K, um, 24 megapixels, um, good low light yeah definitely the low light and um you know basically looking at the dimensions of this camera um you know in a sense having a bigger camera is sometimes better you know um for most people they like that big feel however you know especially if you're going to be a child photographer or for example like you know like you said a, a wedding photographer you know you're gonna have to get into some places you're gonna have to you know you don't want to lug around that extra weight and it's actually we see that the, um, the front-facing length of the Sony body is actually 74 millimeters compared to around 75 millimeters of the, um, the Nike of the Canon 6D Mark II. They're fairly similar, however, the length or the width of the body is actually um, around 127 to 144 millimeters. So that can definitely, um, as far as, you know, if, you're gonna, if you need to hold the camera in one hand, you know, if you're managing other bodies on your left hand, you definitely, you know, you have a little more mobility there. Yeah, see, like what he said about the width, it's mu not much different. So with the smaller body, they're still giving you that hand grip so you can hold. So it doesn't feel much different than the 60 Mark II. Mark II. Definitely, um, you know, the hand grip again. So especially when you're shooting, you know, even if you're shooting wildlife, you really wouldn't want to be changing your lens out in the field. So definitely, you know, you're probably going to have multiple bodies on you depending on your situation. Um, and, you know... It, it's definitely, I feel that it's, it's an important feature to have, you know, a smaller body in this sense. I mean, bigger bodies are, are well, like I said, however, you, it's just really, it, it, there's a lot of unpredictable elements here. Mm -hmm. And so actually, what, do you, what would you think about actually comparing the, you know, the Sony A7R Mark III to my, um, what is now considered near an entry level camera, which is not the Nikon D7100? Okay, so we're actually looking here. So, um, you know, Sony does dominate again with an overall rating of 99 um, to an overall rating, which I think is fairly good. The Nikon D7100 at the time was considered to be the top of the line crop sensor camera. Mm -hmm. So I definitely felt that it was, you know, um, a great camera to start off with. So we find that has an overall rating of 80. Yeah, so now you have to remember here that we're comparing a full frame camera to a APS-C sensor, 
So when you look at imaging and ISO, dynamic range, all of it is going to be less than the full frame camera just because of the bigger sensor size <laughs> and it allows you to do more. Definitely. And um, so we actually both see it, they're both weather sealed, like I said before. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that, that again is a great feature. Um, but definitely, you know, the thing here is I actually have six frames per second on the 7100 compared to, you know, an increasing 10 frames per second. Yeah. And definitely but, the video resolution. So, yeah. you know, we really didn't get into, you know, but there's a lot of video enthusiasts out there, videographers mm -hmm. and filmmakers. Um, with the A7R Mark III, we actually see that we're getting around um, 3,800 by 2,100 video resolution pixels. However, with the Nikon 7100, it's around, you know, 1,920 to 1,080, which is not bad. However, definitely, if you're going to be moving into, um, you know, videography, you would like to move towards the Sony body as, you know, it's a bigger sensor. And again, the quality is much greater. Yeah, so if we're going to talk about video for a little bit, look at all the cameras. Sony is the only camera that offers you 4K at these price ranges. The Canons, you have to pay around like three grand, four, five, six grand for the One DX Mark II, and that's the only cameras that they have that offer you 4K. Um, Nikon the same. They have they have their enthusiast level camera, the D seventy five hundred that offers you 4K but at a cropped sensor. Uh, in order to get 4K at full frame, you have to issue with the D850. And overall, if you look at all the Sony Alpha lineup, they offer you 4K. Even their crop sensors offer you 4K. And definitely, you know, um, you know, when I was growing up, I always thought, you know, 1080 pixels at the time was like the 4K now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're looking at like, oh my God, it's, it's 1080 pixels, it's HD, you know, let's watch this. And then now, you know, um, basically, in recent times, we've been seeing the 4,000 pixel quality, and um, I'm not much of a video guy myself, but however, when I definitely do see, you know, 4K quality, I definitely appreciate it on that side. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, 4K just looks so nice. <laughs> yeah, definitely the crisp quality, um, the detail within there. I, to me, that that's just... It, it, it's, it makes a video more have that, you know, that cleaner feel. Mm -hmm. For sure. Oh, we so, don't. We're good. Yeah. Okay, we have to end it though. Yeah. So, so um, we're gonna hit end it. Okay, wait. I hit my keys. <laughs> so, thank you guys for listening. We're gonna end it here today. Um, next time maybe we'll talk more about cameras, or we might talk about something else. Um, for all of you that are gonna be dissing us because we're like praising Sony here, we're both Nikon users. Uh, we're just going off of straight facts. And I mean, like, you can you can ask anyone that knows us, you know, um, even even ask people about uh, Remington and myself. We've been avid Nikon users for years now. Mm -hmm. um, and even ask people about myself. I really was not, you know, interested in Sony at all. But definitely, like Remington said, we're going straight off of facts here. Um, and it's definitely, I feel it's pulling in the right direction. Yeah, Sony is doing a really good job. And to end it off, we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace out.